and welcome to Always Responding, a podcast by first responders for first responders. I'm KB, a 20-year veteran of law enforcement. I know we usually take this time during each episode of Always Responding to pay tribute to the latest first responders who were killed in the line of duty. I hope it's okay, but we're going to change it up a little bit today, and we're going to use this episode to talk about an event that took place five years ago, an event I was personally involved with and was affected by, an event that my two guests who are going to join me today were also involved with and affected by as well. This event took place here in Las Vegas and shocked the world. We will get into what that event was and all the details surrounding it in just a few moments. But first, let's introduce my guest today. My first guest I have had the pleasure of knowing for over 25 years. We met while working in radio in the mid-90s. She actually is the reason my wife and I are celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary next February. She introduced us on a blind date. Please join me in welcoming my dear friend, Jen, to Always Responding. Hello, Jen. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. I appreciate you joining us today. And my next guest is a friend of Jen's who, by default, is now a friend of mine. (laughs) Please welcome to Always Responding, Heidi. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you, Keith. I'm glad to be here. So the event we are all here to discuss that took place five years ago was the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival that took place in Las Vegas on the weekend of, now you said, Jen, it was Thursday, right? Or Friday of the actual event? The event started on Friday. Okay. We arrived at our hotel on Thursday. You guys started on Thursday. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 Started <laughs> Every day, year, Thursday. A, a day early. Okay. <laughs> so the event actually started on Friday, September 29th, and ran through Sunday, October 1st, 2017. The Country Music Festival had artists performing all weekend that concluded on Sunday night with a performance by Jason Aldean. Now, Aldean had just finished his song. Do you remember what song he finished? I do not, actually. That's part the of it. The old bar stool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in the old bar stool. Went around 10.04. Now, think, now, see, there's some confusion there. I always thought it was like 10.04, but somebody said about 10.05. Do you guys remember? I know my voicemail after I heard the first shots was 10, 10.05. 10.05? Okay. Yeah. See, I always thought it was 10.04, but... Everything I've read says about 10.05. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 10, or 10.04, so 10.05, okay. So the first shots ring out from, and I'm not even going to name, he doesn't deserve to be named, so just we're just going to call him, call him a crazy guy, mm-hmm. had busted out his window from inside his hotel room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Now for the next, now here's some confusion too. I always thought it was 10 minutes, but I'll read here in just a little bit that there's a documentary coming out that's called 11 Minutes. Mm-hmm. So you guys heard anything different? I hadn't, and I'm assuming, I never even heard the 10 or 11, to be okay. honest with you. So I'm assuming it's 11 minutes. For I had heard it was, I was, from what I gathered that night, it was 10.05 starting and for 11 minutes. 11, okay. Mm-hmm. See, and that's just, it's just crazy how everybody has their different mm-hmm. um, understanding about what occurred that night and different variations. And mm-hmm. So I had for 10, but I, you know, we'll go with 11. So for 11 minutes, uh, myself, my partner, who I'm very close with, and him and I had worked over time many a times, were there that night working this event. Also, Jen and your friends were there. Yes. And also Heidi mm-hmm. and your friends were there that night. Mm-hmm. We were all just sitting ducks lined up for this lunatic. And for the next 11 minutes, we were all in uh, what I consider living hell and nothing like that had ever been involved in before and hopefully nothing like that will ever happen again we will talk about what each of us experienced during those 11 minutes in hell what we were thinking what we saw what we heard what we thought not to relive it i don't want to do that but just to hopefully let others who weren't there know what it's like coming that close to mortality and truly believing you're not going to make it out alive we were talking about this today because it also is hopefully will help us heal as well. This is the fifth year anniversary of an event that we are bonded together with forever. Our lives were spared that night by the grace of God. Unfortunately, 58 men and women weren't as lucky as we were. For 11 minutes, that man shot at us like shooting fish in a barrel, and he killed 58 innocent concertgoers that fateful night. 
You know, I just read an article I mentioned a few minutes ago with you guys uh, that I'd like to share. It's a documentary that's coming out. And I th- actually, I think the first um, episode already came out on Tuesday, this past Tuesday? Or I think it? it's this it's, coming it's Tuesday. coming this Tuesday, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's called 11 Minutes, and it's coming out on Paramount+, Plus, and it's set to de- uh, debut a four-part docuseries about this 2017 mass shooting at the Route 91 Harvest Festival in Las Vegas on September 27th. I think that's when it's going to start. The documentary is uh, titled 11 Minutes, which is the, the amount of time the gunman fired his weapon down at the crowd from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. The shooting left 58 people dead and more than 800 injured. The first trailer for the docuseries re- was released on Tuesday. That's what it was. Okay, so they released the trailer on Tuesday. And it shows emotional interviews with survivors, both festival attendees and first responders, who couldn't hold back tears while remembering the horrific tragedy. The clip shows a glimpse of the never-before-seen body, uh, police body cam footage and 200 hours of cell phone videos that will play out in the four-part series. An important part of the documentary will show the incredible way concertgoers stepped up to help one another during the 11-minute shooting. Vegas was always one of the shows for me that I always look forward to. Welcome back to Room 91 Harvest Fest. Are we ready to party? October 1st, 2017, I woke up in Vegas. It was the best thing ever. It was like any other day. Crews are out working, getting ready for the show. That was my first country concert. Well, I was excited. I was like, all right, let's do this. It was great. Music sounded great. Crowd was pumped. And the place was, it was just electric. Here we go. Let's That's when uh, the world changed for us. So that's the um, the trailer for the documentary coming up called 11 Minutes. I don't know about you guys, but just watching that trailer, it just almost puts me right back in the, the night of Absolutely. the Absolutely. I, I don't even know that I was breathing when I was watching that, to be honest. Yeah, the audio is pretty gripping. Yeah, I just, you know, just hearing the, the gunshots, it just almost puts you right back. You, you can almost remember exactly where you're at and, mm-hmm. and what you're doing and the, the smells and the sound. And, mm-hmm. and then five years later, and you just don't forget 
what you're doing that night at all. And I'll say this. I know, Heidi, you saw the trailer prior to just now. And Keith, you also said Mm -hmm. you saw the trailer. I had not. So I knew about it. There were conversations amongst friends, very heated, heavy conversations, social media conversations Mm -hmm. and arguments about people profiting or not profiting off of this. Friendships ended that I know about. Some people won't watch it. Some people will watch it. I feel I'm going to watch this. And it's not because of anyone profiting or not Mm -hmm. profiting. Something is compelling me to watch this. Just continuing with the documentary, the series will also include footage of officers as they approach the shooter's hotel room. In the series, country star Jason Aldean was on on stage when the shooting happened. We'll also give an in-depth interview and quote, when I turned around, my bass player was just looking at me like a deer in the headlights, Aldean recalls, noting he initially thought the noise was malfunctioning equipment. And my own security guy was on stage at that point telling me to get down, waving me off the stage. Sirius XM radio host and festive MC Stormy Warren said in a press release for the series, it's important that people know the truth out of respect for those we lost, out of those who were there, who were injured, those who are still mentally and physically scarred, that everybody's spirits and legacies remained intact, that friendships made that night and those 11 minutes were made for a reason. The story to me wasn't about a shooter. It was about people helping each other. Josh Haynes, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department detective, added, People stood up at that moment, and they did what needed to be done at that time and take care of those on their right and left. Those stories should be told. On the third anniversary of the shooting, Aldine took to social media to reflect, writing hard to believe it's been three years since Rot 91. That night was probably the worst night of our lives, and not a day goes by that we don't think about the people who lost their lives and the families who have forever been affected by it. October 1st will always be the day for us that is extremely hard to relive. To everyone in the Route 91 family, we love you guys, and we couldn't have gotten through it without you. He continued, hashtag country strong, hashtag Route 91 family, hashtag Vegas strong. He kind of got a a bad, people kind of like looked down upon him a little bit after that, I think, because he went off stage so quickly. I never had any ill will towards him from that. I don't know about you guys. I couldn't fault him for that. I think anyone, everyone acted their own way that they felt. It, It was whether instinct or just reaction, just a human reaction. I mean, I don't know what else he was supposed to do. I mean, stay on stage. What was his responsibility? Yeah. I agree. I think it comes back to just realizing that he's a human being and he's a husband and he's a father. Mm -hmm. And um, we all did what we thought we had to do. And I think you're right, Jen, whether that's just instinct or maybe he didn't even think about it or he just took cover or he just took his family and his bandmates and man had to get off stage. Yeah. Had to get off stage. I don't, I don't, like you said, Jen, I don't fault him at all. I, I don't really, I never have. And as a matter of fact, I hate to admit it, but to that night, I really didn't even know who Jason Aldean was. I wasn't a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I, I, I knew some of the songs, but didn't really know him. And I, I knew who he was. Um, I was not, not that I wasn't a fan. I, I guess I didn't know enough of his songs yeah. at mm-hmm. that point. And, and I consider myself a, a huge country fan, mm-hmm. but certain artists, you just know more of their songs right. and you're mm-hmm. just more of a fan. And I had asked, one of the ladies in my group with me, I said, can, can we leave early? I don't, you know, she had just saw him in, in another city. Okay. And she said, no, Jen, let's wait because his show is amazing. She, I just, she said, I just saw it a week ago and he's really good. So let's just stay for a few songs. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you know what? Those words <laughs> yeah. saved us because we would have been right walking in the line of fire across the street if we would have left yep. before he started. So it fate is it, a, a mm-hmm. crazy thing. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it's funny that you say that because when Mark and I first got there, I don't even remember a few years ago, we were at um, that same event center. And when I, I ran into you, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it might have been iHeart Radio. 
show at that time. We had the same uh, setup, overtime setup, but we were at the front of the stage in the grass area. Okay. And so uh, fast forward to this event, uh, my partner and I, Mark, had gone and we got the same, um, kind of basically the same setup. It's, it's very generic where they tell you to go, just basically the, the mm-hmm. event center and stay in the grass area. So when Mark and I first got there, we're trying to figure out where we're going to go. And, and uh, I said, hey, I've, I've been here before. I've done this. And I said, we're supposed to be up near the stage in the grass area. That's where it says the grass area. And then Mark's like, no, no, it says the rear grass area. And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. I said, let's go by the stage. That's that's the best place to be. And he's like, no, 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 we need to be, it says rear. We got to go in the wow. back. Wow. Thank like, God for that. Wow. I go, whatever. I said, okay, we'll go in the back. And that's where we, we ended up being in the back mm-hmm. grass area. Because there's, I don't know if you remember, there's a grass in the mm-hmm. front. Yep. And it was like a sidewalk. Yep. And then the grass in the back. back. And okay. we ended up going to the back. And that's the only reason we were in the back and mm-hmm. not at the stage. Because I was going to go where I remember the, the few years before when you and I were there. Mm-hmm. We, was and we, was, we was up in the front. Mm-hmm. We were literally standing in the grass in the front yes. uh, for that concert. And uh, that's the wow. reason we didn't do that. So It's amazing. So <laughs> anyway, let's, so let's get into this. Jen, we'll start with you. Okay. We'll start with that weekend. The, you know, the very beginning when you first got there. You know, if you want to start from, you, I know you started Thursday. Because mm-hmm. you, you, like, you like to <laughs> have fun. That's how we Thursday. do it. You like to have fun. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That was no, our tradition. Nothing wrong with that. So just start, you know, and you know, you don't have to go into um, uh, details about everybody was there, but if you want to mm-hmm. name some of your friends mm-hmm. you were with you uh, that weekend or whatever, and then uh, just kind of go into what, you know, kind of transpired up until that, that night. So it was Thursday. There was in total going to be um, eight girls, and I had reserved two suites at the Delano Hotel. Previous to that, in years past, we had stayed at Mandalay Bay. And so this year we said, hey, let's stay at Delano. Let's give it a try. Now, so for, for our listeners who don't know, the Delano is literally right beside the Mandalay Bay. Correct. They're, they're, actually, connect, they're actually connected. They're connected. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes, yes. And it sits, it sits um, directional-wise west, which is behind where we were. Correct. Um, looking just for a visual, if you can think of that. Beautiful hotel connected. You can walk right through to Mandalay Bay. Then you can walk right outside, right across the street to the venue. So it was perfect. It was where we wanted to be. I was always in charge of getting all of the goodies and beverages and the snacks and anything, all the amenities that we were going to need for the whole weekend. So that was that was my job. So I would get there on Thursday before anyone else arrived. And that's what I did that day, just like any other year. And everyone finally had arrived by that evening. And I even had a a childhood friend of mine who had come in from Michigan and she was with us as well. And we had some other, another girl came in from Wisconsin. We just got our evening started. We had went to foundation room Thursday night. We had some dinner before that. And just, you know, we met other people that were going to the event the next day because the first day of the event was Friday. Friday morning, we wake up. Everything's great. We're in the pool. We're meeting even more people. Some people are there. They wanted to see Brothers Osborne. Some people wanted to see Sam Hunt. Some people obviously wanted to see Jason Aldean. Eric Church was there. And I know Heidi is a huge, <laughs> huge fan. Church, yeah. She is in the church choir for sure. Yes, I am. <laughs> that, is her, that is her guy. Right. <laughs> My man. I just so, went to his concert a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah. Well, she was there. Yeah, no, Guaranteed concert. she was I there. Was. <laughs> was we show. were actually supposed to go to see him in Texas. But no, okay. I know. That's another story. Yeah, another yes. story. Um, so, another podcast. You know, right. Correct. <laughs> So, you know, our day was great and we were just having, we were meeting friends and, and, you know, the docuseries talked about people just meeting people Mm -hmm. and having Mm -hmm. a good time. And that's what the whole event was supposed to be about and has been about in years past. I was just going to say, that's what the festival is. Exactly. And country music, not, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. to diminish any other music festivals, but country music festivals are 
amazing and they're fun and friendly and loving and just awesome people. Mm -hmm. Awesome, different people from all over the world. Uh, there were Canadians there. There were people from, I want to say, Australians there. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I guarantee there was, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, just from all mm -hmm. over. So we were meeting everyone, and it was just, everyone was having a good time. And Saturday, same thing. We went to the show, walked over to the festival grounds and, you know, watched the show and kind of went back and forth and just met so many different people. And, you know, Sunday came and... Some of us had went to the pool early in the morning and some friends of ours uh, were leaving Sunday afternoon. So we said goodbye to them and some of us stayed there and some had, you know, partaked, partake, partaken, <laughs> partaken, partaken, partook, <laughs> partook, partook. partook. Some of us partook. drank a little too much. How about that? There you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> um, but so one of my friends had went back up to the hotel room early in the afternoon and she said, you know, I'm just going to stay here. I want to I want to just kind of rest. She needed her rest. And the rest of us ventured over to the venue Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and she stayed back in the hotel room. And one of our rooms had a view over to the venue itself. Um, so we, we thought that was cool because we yeah. could hear the mm -hmm. music. We could mm -hmm. see everyone all weekend. Sure. We could kind of tell when it was getting busy, if we wanted to go a little earlier one day or if we wanted to go a little later and we could still, you know, the line wasn't long getting in. We, we had a great vantage point. So my girlfriend was hanging in the room that evening and we had went and uh, this still sends chills down me because you say things and then you never think of what that means until afterwards. So she was up in the room laying down and maybe five of us I think at the time a couple of the other girls were um, doing other stuff we had walked out and you know I think we were snapchatting or, or something back then back then way back <laughs> but we were snapchatting and I said um, all right we're going to you know last day of route 91 here we go and I said we're we're one woman down we'll see how the night goes mm. and I just wow it well, you don't think about. You don't think about. Not. You no. don't think about. Of course not. And it was one of my friends that had mentioned that. I think it was maybe the next day or a couple of days mm -hmm. later because they saw my snap mm -hmm. and they're like, "Do you know what you said?" And I was like, "No, I don't." I, because yeah. after that night, I there's still things I don't remember. And Correct. even talking about stuff, mm -hmm. you re, you you remember things as you talk about it. Right. And so she said, "You you said that," and I was like, "You know what? I, I don't even remember that." Until mm. now. And not to say, oh, yeah, you're making that up. No, it's you, you, your mind recalls things, mm -hmm. bits right. and pieces, until it agree. pieces everything together. Right. Because you've been through trauma. You, you've literally been through a traumatic experience like that. And your body goes into shock. And wait, wait, I, I'm not talking, you know, from a professional side. Mm -hmm. And Keith, I know you've had 20 years experience with this. But it, you just piece stuff together. Oh, 100%. Well, your brain protects you, too. It, it, your body absolutely. goes into protection absolutely mode, so. absolutely so 100%. so we walk over there and we go in we're having a good time and also you know that was the night that we got caught with mini bottles in our boots you know <laughs> Dang, <laughs> you know just to Jen. bring a little light on here you know we weren't the only ones though we we weren't the only ones i can you know? guarantee you that <laughs> damn security you know? i know we, we weren't the only ones but anyway so we go and we're having a great time and um, you know, Keith, I stopped to talk to you shortly before. I think it was you and Mark it had shortly to be after before. Because we didn't, our briefing was at five, so it had to be probably around five 
thirty, six o'clock mm-hmm. when we when we walked in. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we had talked, uh, just you know, like we see each other at different events mm-hmm. and stuff around town, and you know, didn't think anything of it. And so my friends had went back to the next to Nashville stage. I kind of stayed mm-hmm. at the Malibu Beach House because anyone that knows me knows that's exactly where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so appropriate. <laughs> so you know, watching. I think we were watching Jake Owens. So this is for me. This is where I'm foggy because I I cannot tell you the lineup that night and who preceded whom and other than Aldine was last and not even remembering what his song was before everything started. Do you remember Big and Rich? Not really. See, I remember them because remember they them. were so pro-police. I Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. They came on and were like, uh, yeah. they, they came on and, and I didn't realize they were so pro-police. Wow. Mm-hmm. And That's they great. came on and were like, uh, we need to really thank the officers out here who are protecting us and making sure we have a good show tonight. And, and I was, I told Marcus, well, I didn't realize they were so pro-police. I and, in at that time. And they were like, they put on a really good show. And I, that stood out to me. And that's something from that event that really mm-hmm. stood out to me. And I think they came on. I want to say they came on right before Aldine. So they came on, then Aldine came on right after that. There may have been somebody between them. I think there was Jake Owen in between. There so maybe, like maybe it was Big and Rich, when Jake yeah, Owen, and then. Okay, then, yep. yeah, yep. so Big and Rich, then Jake Owen, yep. then Jason. Oh, okay, yep. yeah, that makes sense then. And, and I think that's okay, you know, if... if you know, when people are listening to this, we, we don't recall everything exactly. No, Not at all. And, nope. and I think that's what makes it so unique and so interesting, especially for me, because I know both of you were there. I was there, but we have different stories. Well, just like in the beginning of this, I swore it was 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. for five years, I would bet mm-hmm. money that it was a 10 minutes was mm-hmm. the, was how long he shot at us for. Well, and I also think, Keith, like you said, your body kind of goes into protection mode. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, you know, with this documentary and things coming up and we're talking about talking about this and healing, there's probably something today I'll remember that I never even thought of. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know, and then that just hits you in a different way and you go, oh. Like, I don't even, I haven't thought about who played before Jason Aldean since that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh my God, we were there longer right. than mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. you know, and there'll be other things that'll come up for sure. Oh, 100%. Yep. So, like I said, there was maybe, at this point, there was probably seven of us together, seven of the eight, because my other girlfriend was still in the hotel room. And she did not make it to the inside the event that night. She did not make it inside the festival grounds. She watched everything from the hotel room. Mm. She was getting ready to come down and she said she heard the fireworks and she was sad because what what she thought were fireworks Mm. because she thought she missed Aldine's performance and she missed the last night of the show and she was really bummed and she saw when they flashed the lights on and then she saw what was going on and she was freaking out and that's when she was starting to call me and she couldn't get a hold of me because everything was just Mm -hmm. chaotic Mm -hmm. so we were watching Aldine and I had asked my friend if we could you know leave if wasn't really interested in him and she said oh let's just wait so we waited and I heard the pops and we we looked at each other and we're like did you hear that yeah is there fireworks And, and I think unanimously i think at least for the three of us Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. that was our initial thought was oh my god there's fireworks and so we all look up in the sky Mm -hmm. it's not fireworks and so i was standing so if you're staring at the stage i was on the left of the stage i don't know if they call that stage left i'm not sure but i was to the left of the stage if you're familiar with the venue i was uh just in front of not too far in front of the beach house Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were there were some vendors. Actually, we had migrated towards I believe it was DJ Silver where mm-hmm. he was. Yep. 
Uh, in the corner, left-hand mm-hmm. corner. Yep. There. So we were mm-hmm. we were not right in front of him, but kind of back from there a ways. And I was staring at Mandalay Bay, but at the catwalk on the stage. And I saw, I heard the pops and I was looking and then I heard more. And I looked at the speaker. I could see the speaker smoking. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, he blew it. And, and Jason's playing. He's he's walking up and down the catwalk and and he's still going. And I can see the smoke. And I said to my friend, I go, he, he just blew a speaker. And they're like, no, that's that's not, they, he didn't blow a speaker. Something's going on. And then you start to hear everyone else. And I think it was, we were by some military men and um, they were like, it's not fireworks. We, we need to get out of here. And that, that was my first thought of, oh, shit. Can I swear? Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was my first thought of, oh, shit, something is not right. And then from there, it just progressed. And we tried to grab, there was one of our girls that we were with. She was with the military guys and they were all friends and, she she was like, no, nothing's wrong. Everything's okay. And so she mm-hmm. kind of went off back into the crowd a little bit more. <clears throat> and she stayed later and she ended up having to jump over the fence and she, you know, sustained some injuries, but she's she's okay. But it just goes to show you not everyone thought mm-hmm. the same thing. Oh, yeah. And so the group I was with, um, there was about, like I said, seven seven of us at that point or six, about seven of us. And um, we actually got split up. And it was only when we started, we turned around and we ran with everyone else. And it, we we separated. And I remember this lady had fallen on her back and people were trampling her. Mm. And I, I'm screaming, get her up, get her up, get her up. And, you know, (laughs) she was a little bit larger lady. So it took a, it took more of us, but we just, we just kind of all pushed her up, not out of the way, but just kind of pushed her up and, and got her mm-hmm. up. And then we just kept running. But you, you hope that you, what you did helped. Right. Of course. Um, and so we just ran and the, the girl that I was with, gosh, she wasn't even 21 yet. <laughs> her mom was there, but her mom was up at the stage. Mm-hmm. Her mom was with someone who got shot. Mm-hmm but she didn't know where her mom was. Her mom didn't know where she was. Her mom didn't know that she was safe with me at the time we were safe and and we were just running and we ended up and and then Keith, you text her. I don't know if you text or called me. I think you texted me. I probably text you. Um, I I don't think that you called me, but I think you texted me um, and and you said, run, run east, get out of here. Just, just run away from the strip. And we were headed towards the strip because we wanted to go back to our hotel. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. That was our instinct. We were all just going to run back to the mm-hmm. hotel. Mm-hmm. And and the officers won't let us. And so when we got out on the, the backside there, is that Reno? Or Re- yeah, on, right. on Mandalay Bay and Reno's right there. Reno. Yep. So mm-hmm. we got out, and I think it was by gate five. I think that's what they called it back there. All the semis were mm-hmm. in the back mm-hmm. parking yep. lot there. Um, we had to get down behind, I think they call it the Jersey Rail. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a squad car there, and we had to get down there. And... Guys are literally tossing girls over the fence to get mm. them out of there. And this girl tossed over the fence and she kind of landed in front of me. And I just kind of put my arms on her and, and put her down. Her dress was all torn up. She mm. was, you know, nobody cared. It, not that people care what you look like at that point, but 
you're trying to survive mm-hmm. and, and we couldn't we didn't know what to do and so we're just we're hunkered down right there and eventually the person I was with she and I got up and we just started running east we ran into this field right off the strip mm-hmm. and we it's dark we don't know where we're going at this point we don't know how many people are out there we're being right. told there's multiple people out there right. we just we don't know and we see this other guy in there that we run into and we're like, oh my God, are, are you okay? And he's like, I'm okay. He was with Al Dean's crew. Mm. I, I don't know if he was in the band or in the stage crew. He was with the crew and he ran by himself. He ran for his life and he goes, I'm not moving. I'll never forget this. He goes, I'm not moving. I'm staying right here. If someone's going to shoot me, they're going to shoot me all, all by myself here. Mm. A- and I'm like, well, come with us. And he's like, I'm not moving. Mm. And he was literally in a corner pitch black in this field up against a building oh my gosh hmm. and i'm like i'm not staying here we, we have to because i fe- i felt we were fenced in and i'm mm-hmm. like how the hell do we get out of here mm-hmm. i didn't feel like there was a way to get out we eventually got out and we ran we ended up at signature flight support the air, yeah the tarmac mm-hmm. um we we ended up at this at i think we ended up at sundance helicopter and there was about 40 of us. Yeah. And they wouldn't let us inside the building. The people inside the building thought we were the threat. Yeah. Mm. We had young girls out there hyperventilating because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And just nobody felt they were safe. And finally, they let us in. One by one, they let us in. Then they took us from there onto the... Um, tarmac mm-hmm. uh, is that mm-hmm. up yep. to the, the mm-hmm. airport they put us in vans and shuttled us to signature flight support mm-hmm. and we were there i ended up sitting next to aldine's pilot oh. in this conference room at signature flight support until almost 4 a.m wow he couldn't go anywhere no there they, nobody was leaving no. yeah nobody was nobody was leaving whatsoever <clears throat> people there was a girl in there she was all by herself her friends and everyone she Everyone's phones were dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a portable charger, so I charged. I gave her my portable charger so she could charge her phone enough to let her friends know that she was safe and where she was. And she was crying. She was so grateful. Mm-hmm. And so at one point, they made an announcement inside where we were and said, you are, if you want to leave on your own, you can leave on your own, but there's no transportation. You have to walk down to Town Square. Which for anyone listening, Town Square is uh, a nice outdoor shopping center with, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. Not too far from where we were. Yeah. You know, it's definitely walk. It's a good walk. It's about a half a mile. It's walkable, but it's a good walk, especially after everything you've been through. Right. Exactly. Um, You know, and they were they were giving us some water and I think they had apples or something for us, you know, inside as well. Yeah. and you know there were some some people in there that just were were really scared and really freaking out and oh, and then making you know scaring everyone else mm-hmm. because they were scared and just you know it, and so we were trying to calm those people down and you know it was just it was a scary situation and so I looked at her and I said do you want to leave and she said yeah let let's go we'll just we'll get out and I said okay so we walked out and we got on to Las Vegas Boulevard and there was a cat bus and there were some metro officers and the cat bus was going to Town Square and then the airport. That's the only two places that mm-hmm. they would take people was Town Square or the airport. And I said, well, we're going to Town Square, I guess. 
So we went to Town Square, and that's where our parties met us. Um, and that was her, four, about four in the morning? That was about four in the morning. Yeah. Now, mind you, my girlfriend at the time was still up in the room, and I'm in, in contact with her. They're evacuating Mandalay Bay. Yeah. And right. she has no idea. Right. She used to live here years and years and years ago. Right. But she doesn't know what's, where they're taking her. And I said, just you know, keep in contact. So she, they eventually took her to UNLV, and yeah. they, they just dumped them at oh, UNLV. Yeah. Mm. And that's where mm. my younger son and I went. Once I got home, we went to pick her up at UNLV and we just hugged each other and mm. cried and cried. And then her parents and she had to call her parents. They mm. don't know what's going on. You know, they live back in Michigan. Yeah. So they had to call her parents. I called my father, my mom. Now, my mom says that I called her. My mom lives in Henderson. My mom said that night when I was at the helicopter um, place that I called her. I have no recollection of ever talking to my mom that's crazy. that night. None whatsoever. Mm, that's crazy what your, your mind will, mm-hmm. will do. Absolutely. And, and Even well, I, I'll let I you remember or not. I couldn't tell you what I talked to her about. Nothing at all. Sure you told her you loved her. I'm yeah. sure I did. I'm <laughs> yep. sure I did. That's crazy stuff. And, and so we were finally allowed back to the hotel room around 9 a.m. the next morning. And... To this day, I, I've stayed in the Delano one other time, but the smell in the Delano, and it's, there wasn't a bad smell, but the smell on that floor, mm-hmm. whatever fragrance that they pump mm-hmm. through, yep. I can never forget that smell. Brings you right back, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yep. And, and it was so, it was so surreal or, or, I don't even know if that's the right word, but to walk into the hotel room, the TV's on. All the food is sitting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. Clothes are yeah. sit just as you yeah. let it. It was like coming back yeah. to a crime scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just so eerie. Yeah. And well, that time had stood still. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Everything else was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. moved That's around a- it. And it was, you know, people were, were gathering their things that day mm-hmm. at the hotel. Nobody was really talking. People were just because well, their minds are still gathering, racing. And yes, it's a shock. Just it's gathering, a shock the gathering their stuff, and yeah. just looking around like, "What the yeah. frick just happened?" I can't imagine. Sometimes I think about if this would have happened when I was on vacation mm-hmm. instead yeah. of knowing. I mean, I knew this was my home. Yeah, I knew that. You know, eventually, at one point, I finally knew eventually we would be home. But still, to think like if you were in a strange city or just I, yeah, that had visiting. to be a whole nother and level of... We had made friends with some people from out of town. Mm. And the events that happened with them, they got separated too. There were three of them and they got separated. You imagine being in a strange city and, it's, mm-hmm. like you say, and, and, and not one knowing of, where to go and knowing anything around. And, right. You know. One of them ended up in a car with a family from China at Green Valley Ranch. Oh, man. That Interesting. I'll buy all by themselves. That's crazy. And that person is still <clears throat> friends with that family to this oh, day. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I believe to this that. Day. Oh. They are family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they are yep. family. Yep. 100%. Yep. 100%. Well, I, I really appreciate, I mean, I know how hard that is going back and reliving that time. Um, but like it, we talked about at the beginning, it's it helps to to share those moments mm-hmm. because it helps to heal not only yourself, but anybody else that's going to be listening to this. Um, that was because things that you experienced, they may not experience the same exact thing, mm-hmm. but there's little pieces that you share that like, oh, you know what? That 
happened to me and I did this or I did that. Oh, I remember being at the helicopter, mm -hmm. um, the Sundance helicopter, mm -hmm. or I remember getting on the bus going to the um, town square. Um, just little things that you think that you were there by yourself. You really weren't. Right. Um, you know, you were there with complete strangers, um, but you, your, your things that you share, you opened up memories for other people as well. So it's mm -hmm. just little things that we talk about here today and sharing our, our experiences help other people with their experiences as well. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And now Heidi, same for you. Um, we'll go back and I, I don't know if you started on Thursday or not, or maybe you started on Tuesday. Um, you know, <laughs> I what, didn't start what, on Thursday. Whatever but... <laughs> day you started on. <laughs> I certainly was ready for Friday because it was Eric Church's night. Yes. So, and I'm huge, huge Eric Church fan. And it was really a special, a special um, route weekend because my son had been in the service in, in the Navy and it was his first festival and we got to go with him and his friend Peter from the Navy went. So it was just, um, we were just very excited. My husband Jeff was there and he's a huge Eric Church fan. So, um, you know, you have your clothes planned out for each night. You have the whole weekend planned. We're going to sleep at this time. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. <laughs> and, you know, Friday and Saturday were amazing. Sunday was amazing. Um, the people we met, you know, just like Jen said, you know, we met new friends, uh, saw old friends, um, very, you know, familiar with a lot of staff at Manalay Bay. And that's just a festival where everybody knew um, we would be at. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew, you know, my family back in Minnesota, oh, Heidi, we at the festival. Exactly. You know? And, um, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to be there. They're going to be yep. here. So, of course, Friday night was amazing and we probably partook take took what do we partook partook i think i said the word that jen <laughs> made up and we're gonna we're gonna go partook. with part, partook okay perfect you partook aka drank too much um yes. so we were uh you know up way too late got a you know got a, a, a ride taxi home and recovered and changed our clothes came out saturday night had a great time sunday um I myself am a Jason Aldean fan, but I was like, oh, there's no way I can go. And Matthew and his friends said, let's go. We've never seen him live. We've got to finish this thing off. My husband stayed home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I have to work tomorrow. But anyways, we, we did it. And we had a great time. We, we got there about when um, Big and Rich were on, which is remembering that now. And I remember Jason had come on. And we were in the front of the stage. And and he had just started, you know, started. He was, I think he was in two songs in. And I just looked at Matt, my son, and I said, Matt, I got to go. Mm -hmm. I am done. And I remember kissing him goodbye. I said, be safe, you know, make sure and get home. And I was walking out, and I had stopped in the middle before I got to, to the outer, and I met a friend of mine and said hello to her, and she asked where her daughter was. And I said, oh, don't worry, she's right next to Matt. They were literally probably, you know, the second row right by the stage on the left-hand side because I remember when I kissed Matthew goodbye, I looked up, and there was two employees that I knew um, from Mandalay Bay that were in that little pocket up in that VIP center. And I remember waving and then turning around and leaving and then giving, you know, my friend Stephanie a, a hug goodbye. And then I was actually just had walked to the entrance of the venue, which was the exit at that time for me. And I was at Reno and Las Vegas Boulevard. And I remember hearing the first fireworks. Mm -hmm. um, and I went, wow. He's really cutting that set short. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I've heard a few things about this right. guy, but I didn't think he did a 15-minute concert. I mean, seriously, that was mm -hmm. literally what came into my mind. And then I went, there's no way. And then I remember looking at Mandalay Bay, and I saw the, the fire, the, the 
coming out of the top of it, and I thought it was the reflection from the beach. And I went, oh, I'm sure they have a beach concert on the beach tonight. And then I'm like, well, it's October. And then I remember there was somebody next to me, a gentleman, and this there was a woman in front of us. It's amazing how much things happen in literally 30 seconds. And she had her son with her. And I looked back at the guy when the second came, and he goes, I mean, he just shook his head at me. He goes, I'm probably and I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do? Right, right. Uh, what do we? That's what you think. What, what, what do we? What do we do? What do we do? And then at that time, Metro was in the middle, and then they started scrambling. So I just grabbed my phone, and I believe. And you know what, Keith, you might be right at 10:04 because I made a phone call home, and it was 10:05, and. I don't know how my husband picked up the phone. He's never awake at 10.05. <laughs> never. And he picked up the phone. And he said, what, what's going on? And I just, I guess I said, they're shooting at us. And he goes, what are you talking about? And, and more to come to that, he actually left the house and came there. Wow. And um, so I immediately tried to turn around because all I could think about was Matthew and, and you know his friend and just everybody. And I just... I, they wouldn't let me back in, so I ran to the Luxor. So I was kind of in a different perspective because I, once I got into the property, I wasn't hearing the sounds. Okay. You know, I wasn't hearing more gunfire. And <clears throat> at the property, excuse me, they were saying the shooter was loose in the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and yeah. nobody knew anything. And I'm trying to call Matthew, and as you mentioned, Jen, there's no way a cell phone came no, through. No, no, everything was busy. And they were telling us all to, <clears throat> you know, duck, he's coming. And I remember seeing a casino table over. And I, my thought was, I'll just go to somebody's hotel room. I guess I'll just knock on somebody's door. I had no mm-hmm. clue what to do. And then I refused to leave the middle of the casino until I said, well, until I talk to my son, I'm not moving. And then finally, we had connected. He, to your point earlier, he asked me what was going on. Wow. He goes... What, what, I, people are running, and, and then Kina, who was a friend of, um, a, a daughter of my friend Stephanie, was standing next to him, and she, she got injured and was shot, and went to see her the next day in the hospital. She's fine today. She just had two babies, twins, yeah. oh, and it's amazing. That's great. But um, he was like, Mom, Mom, is, he was still confused at that time, wow. you know, of really what was happening. <laughs> And um, then he calmed me down, and I, you know, he's like, well, I guess they're sending us to the airport. We're going to the airport. We're making sure everybody's getting to the airport. And I said, well, I'm at the Luxor. And he's like, just get safe. Where is the guy? I mean, hmm. Matthew was just like, where mm-hmm. is he? He couldn't. And I'm like, I don't know. They say he's in the, you know, it was just crazy. So I go into a hallway in the Luxor, and um, <clears throat> it was in the corner was a beauty, their beauty salon, because I know the property pretty well. So I just went behind this wall, and I just took this deep breath. And I noticed somebody had broke the window, the door, and was sitting under a desk inside the hair salon, so it was wow. obviously closed. And that freaked me out. Wow. Because I didn't know who was, what mm-hmm. was happening. And then I remember I turned around, and um, this, I'll tell you, you first responders are amazing. Um, this, this first responder group from Ontario SWAT, it was Kenny and his wife, and he just, I was just like, I looked right at him and go, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? And I didn't even know who he was, and he just, he told me to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and he pushed me against the wall, and he goes, we're going across the, into the hallway. 
and it was like a maid's quarters or a, a cleaning closet. And of course, he made sure we were safe and we walked through and of course security opened the door and said, you cannot be in here. And um, <clears throat> he showed his weapon and his badge and he goes, oh, I am. <laughs> and it's my wife and this is my wife's sister. <laughs> Never met these people before in my life. <laughs> and I just went, you yeah. You have a new family. Now. Yep, right. And, and, yep. and we do. Yes. And then there was four of them. And in fact, one of their officers was the officer that was um, severely injured. And they had thought that he had passed throughout the night. But mm-hmm. so by that time, I'm, I'm in this closet. And I remember going, you know, they had us, you know, the guys were over here trying to figure out what they could do to help. And I just remember these four women the wife of you guys are the heroes. Um, they just, we just held hands and we prayed. And I was, still wasn't really sure what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, I had gotten Matt and he was, you know, he said, I'm here at the airport, we've got this. And, you know, so I knew he was safe. Um, I had a friend that was giving me news updates and how many people, and I had really no clue of how many people were were injured and and had passed and they were hypersensitive because they were trying to get information and you know that he was you know they were mentally bay and they were kind of talking about when he they were entering the room and then they were trying to find the wife at that time I mean we just remember hearing all of these things and then Jeff is like well I'm outside at the Luxor and you know I would say hey my husband's like well he's not coming in here well he had worked there for about five years so he came in the back door and and made it there and so it was um and just being around people that weren't at home right it was just trying to be comforting for that and I just I remember feeling oddly um calm in the beginning and then feeling a fear that I've never ever felt in my life yeah I mean, it was just like, my son is going to die here, and I'm going to be in the hotel. And, I mean, it was just this the fear of the unknown. I've never even, I've never experienced that. It's just, it's, it's amazing, and knowing, and then I felt guilty, and I felt an extreme gratitude that I could see my family the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. And how could I help people that couldn't? Right. And... Again, being in a strange city always just sits with me because I can't imagine going through the healthcare system and trying to find a house, you know, all of those things. And um, I always say that, um, you know, and I meet up with the Ontario group every once in a while and I always just say, you know what, you guys just, you, you saved me. And they said, we didn't save you, Heidi, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, no, you did. Because first of all, I was probably going to have a heart attack. Number two, it's just, it made it, I don't, they, they did, they did. And they did much other help, too. And it's just getting updates and hearing from people. And then people started texting everybody. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, where are oh, you? Was, and then it was like, oh, my God, I, mean, I don't know. I'm in a Luxor thing. Like, <laughs> right. where are you? Like, it just, you know, my phone just kept going and going and going, which was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, and just making sure. And then people say, oh, well, did you see so-and-so? Oh, well, no, I didn't see them, but I saw them. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of just connected the dots mm-hmm. of of things and when you say people contacting you mm-hmm. one of the first people that I, and I believe it was on it was either text or Facebook messenger one of our um, former co-workers who is in Phoenix mm. she reached out to myself and another co-worker D and said where are you guys are you okay because she saw a tweet from 
Jake Owen. Oh, yeah. Well, and of course, as the night went, mm-hmm. you know, then it's hitting the news. Yeah. Yes, everybody. Yep. You know, and that was right knows. in the beginning. Yeah. And I remember, you know, just Facebook, just, you know, oh my God, Heidi, I knew you would be there. Mm-hmm. Heidi, where yeah, are exactly. you? Heidi, check in. Heidi, exactly. you know, and I'd be like, that's my cousin. What, what did they know was going <laughs> on? I haven't out talked there. to her in like 10 years. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it, it's just, yep. you know, blowing up. Mm-hmm. Forgive the term, but, yeah. you know, just going crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. And just the news. I think the chaotic part of it is is obviously extremely stressful, but and very, very hard for everybody to figure out. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we need to give everybody a break on that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yes. I was um I've only been to the Luxor once. I find an odd piece at Mandalay Bay. In fact, I wanted to go to Mandalay Bay and I would go to Mandalay Bay a lot. I still love the property, but during those times after, I felt I feel a peace, and I feel it's because there's 58 angels there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just I do. I feel like I like to be there, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about, but um, and that's okay. Yeah, that's yep. absolutely like okay. That is yeah. absolutely okay to feel no, that way. 100%. Not everyone agrees, and that's okay. Yeah. And, that, and that's their you respect their opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I have a friend. She has not stepped inside Mandalay Bay. She was with me that night. She's one of the ones that um, we got separated from. And she will not go to Mandalay Bay. And she lives out of state now. And Mm -hmm. and she did at the time as well. But she will not step foot inside Mandalay Bay at all to this day. Yeah, I know know some people like that too. And it's just, it's I don't know, it's a calming thing for me. Thank you for Mm -hmm. for sharing your story. And I'm glad your your son and his friends and everybody Mm -hmm. you were there with made it out. And of course, Jen, obviously, I'm very, very happy you and your friends made it out as well. And as are we, we are glad that you and your uh, partner and... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, department un- and you know, unfortunately, we, part. we did lose uh, a good friend yes. by night that night. Um, you know, and, and the sad part about that is uh, that Mark and I, when we first got there that night, or right after we ran into you, we ran into Charlie. You oh. did, yeah, and we uh, we saw. Uh, and it, the crazy thing is how God works in so such mysterious ways, and um, we of two thousand plus people, or however many people there that night um, at that concert. Uh, we were just we just walked past Jen, said hi to Jen, mm-hmm. and we're walking through the the concert goers to go to get to our spot. And who comes walking right up to us is Charlie. Mm-hmm. And me and Mark worked with Charlie for years at at Southeast, uh, one of the area mm-hmm. commands. Um, and great guy. And he walks up and just big old smile on his face, right. just talking. Yeah. And and he worked at the um, the body worn camera. Um, as well as he is working at it, it's an area that that handles all the the footage and stuff. Mm. And uh, uh, I'm the I'm a detective now. And one of the things that we do is review the camera footage. And I had a question about one of my cases. And um, as we're leaving, Mark's like, "Hey, Bryant has a, a question for oh. you." And uh, Charlie's like, "I'm off the weekend. I'm <laughs> <Right>. concert." <laughs> he's like, "Sorry, Keith." He's like, "Call me on Monday. Write me a note." <laughs> he's like, "I'll talk to you on Monday." Oh. And he smiled like, "All right, Charlie, I'll call you on Monday." And uh, that's the last time we saw oh, him. And sorry. it's the crazy thing is that night you talk about text messaging and stuff. Um, when me and Mark finally got over to the wall and things calmed down a little bit, of course my phone's just blowing up. Right. But there's a bunch of people that we work with were you know hey. There, there's a shooting and we're like, yeah, no shit. You know, yeah, you know, right. We're here. <laughs> we're here. And, Thanks. Uh, they're like, oh, you guys are there? Yeah. It's like, oh, we, like, we heard there's an officer got shot. And we're like, and oh. I was like, I'm like, not, not that I know of. And like, no, it's an off-duty officer. And we're like, oh. And, and we ran into a couple 
you know, besides mm-hmm. Charlie in the concert, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, who is it? And then they said, we heard it was hard. I'm like, oh, please tell me now, now. And then and, and, and the night continued, like, yeah, yeah, and it, we think it's fatal. And I'm like, oh, man, so we just freaking saw him. Mm-hmm. And just, just it really brought things into, sure. into perspective. perspective. And, and you know. I'm sure for your family, too, Keith. It did. You know, it was. It was just, uh, you know, you, you don't think. I mean, you, I've worked probably a million, I mean, probably over over exaggerating, but, you know, it feels like a million over times in my career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't think about it. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go work seven hours, eight hours, ten hours, whatever, and I'll, be, I'll see you tomorrow. Or and you Friday. volunteered for that shift, too. Oh, 100%. That's, you yeah, know. Yeah. That's... You, you do. You put in for I mean, you obviously get paid good money for it. You right. Know? It's, right. It's just part of the job, but right. you don't think about it. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll see you. Mm-hmm. In a couple hours, and mm-hmm. you know, I'll sort of see you in the morning when I get off, and you know, it's the last thing mm-hmm. to think about. And and that night was a great night. Mark and I were had so many people coming up to us and high fiving us and well, hugging and I, us. And I remember it being really, it was kind of cool, mm-hmm. like you know, a little windy, yeah, mm-hmm. little wind, there little was breeze. a little breeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember the night being, I don't know, just different. It was a really beautiful night, yeah. And that you say that one of my other memories and this still I cannot listen to this song the last song that DJ Silver played and and it's on video and and I it was in one of the other TV events Events that they that they made I'm sorry I'm not I can't think of the word but um it was the last song that played before Aldine came on but and when he finished his set was um Phil Collins Oh. I can feel it coming out oh, here. Wow. Oh, wow. In the air tonight. In the yeah, air in the tonight. air tonight. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, and I, when I saw that on the TV, it brought me back. Mm. I, I can't listen to that song yeah. to this day. Yeah. I cannot listen to that. It, it's just so eerie mm. to hear that song. And when you say it was windy, but it was there was just something was, in the air. Yeah. It, yeah. it, yeah. it, it yeah. definitely. Come, yeah. yeah. It definitely. Yeah, that's crazy. And you, know, you, you mentioned something, Heidi, and it, it, it brought it back for me. You say that... Um, you went back to Mandalay Bay several times. Mm-hmm. And you feel a, a kind of an ease there. I do. There. I do. I told Jen the, the very first uh, anniversary, the year anniversary of the shooting. Uh, I had the opportunity to go back to the festival lot. You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They. Um, I don't know if you were. You remember if they had the um, everybody lined up there. On, oh, the human. On, yeah, the human mm-hmm. um, line there mm-hmm. on. Uh, was that Reno or Mandalay Bay mm-hmm. in the back mm-hmm. there? Um, during that time. They had officers inside the event um, uh, uh, arena itself, the lot, blocking off um, just so nobody would hop over okay, and, right. and get in. Yeah, just make sure there was nothing there. So I knew the officers in there, and I was allowed to go in and park. It was all flattened out. There was nothing, wow. obviously no um, structures or anything mm-hmm. in there. But I was able to go with the two guys that, that I knew, that I knew personally. And I actually went and stood where I was at when the shooting mm-hmm. started, and I walked wow. them. My, my walk, where me and Mark walked and, and throughout the whole event. And I told Jen, it was actually um, kind of like a relief. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like just lifted a lot of the anger and, and issues the that weight. I was having mm-hmm. and the weight that I mm-hmm. had on. It just kind of lifted because I, I was able to actually kind of get a different perspective. Because you know how it is when, you're, when you go through all that stress and all that trauma. There's mm-hmm. so many things going through your head mm-hmm. about what you were doing, where you're at. Did, did you really see what you mm-hmm. thought you Absolutely. saw? Well, that too. I was like, you know? did I really hear that? Did I? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a lot of doubt. And sometimes I, w- I remember people would say, oh, my God, you were at the show. And then sometimes if it was somebody I didn't know, I was like, you know what? Actually, I wasn't. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to, mm-hmm. like, I was like, well, where do I start? Right, right. right. Well, I mean, you know, do we really have to? 
And but then there was times that I think you can sort it out. Mm-hmm. And I think I've done that each time I've gone to Mandalay Bay. It might have been just for dinner, but there's a reason I was there, and I mm-hmm. think I kept sorting it out like you did in your walk. Yeah, it did. And, and maybe it, it, it contri- helped helped me out tremendously. So much mm-hmm. weight was lifted off of me because. And now where I work at, I work at South Central, so oh, wow. I'm right, right there. I, I drive mm-hmm. by it every day. Every day I have to drive by that. And it, it, before, like when I first was transferred over there, I, was, I transferred over there in August of 18. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, basically a year after. And I was having so much anxiety. I can I had to, imagine. I, had to, I would literally have to, when I was going back to work, I had to pull up there right on the I, corner of Mentally Bay and Mark right Boulevard. <laughs> and when Mark and I first went out that night, we, I have pictures that I took that show the car, the uh, Metro car sh- window shot out and, the, oh, wow. and the, the pole had a bullet hole in it and, and it just, all that stuff kept com- coming back and just, you know, there was just so much anxiety. But now it's like, I don't even think twice about it anymore. It's just like wow. so many times I've driven by there that it doesn't even bother me anymore. Yeah. This is the fifth year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to believe it's been five wow. years, I, isn't it? Wow. Isn't it, it's just crazy. It, it, the time has gone by mm-hmm. so fast. I mean, I hope the next five years goes by quicker so I can retire. But anyway. Right. <laughs> um, Let's speed so. it up. I know, right? I, I feel bad because I, I really wanted to and I, I planned to do more with each year that has progressed. Um, you know, with the first one, I wanted to do something because I know they have like the healing garden mm-hmm. and I know they do. I the, volunteered the runs. before. Did, mm-hmm. did you? Yeah. So that's my question is, um, and I'll, I'll obviously go to both of you with each year that's progressed. What have you done with, um, you know, the, uh, the, the healing garden or the anniversaries and stuff like that? What have you done with the one October events? So for me, one of the first things I did on the first anniversary was I did the 5k, the Vega strong 5k. Okay. Um, and I, I ran that and that was amazing. Okay. Um, when you sign up and you pick up your packet before the race, part of your packet is your bib. You get a shirt and you get your bib. And along with that, you also get the name of one of the 58 angels. Oh, wow. And you pin that on your bib. Oh, that is awesome. You don't have to, but that's generally... Oh, that is so, so cool. So that is who you are either running or walking for. That is so cool. And I did that. And as I was running, there were cadets, and I'm not sure if it was fire or police cadets. I think it might have been fire cadets. And the, and they ran past me, and I just cried because mm-hmm. I was just so proud. Mm-hmm. And I was tired, and I'm not in shape at all. <laughs> not... Uh, I don't know how I even did it uh, without stopping, but I did. It took me maybe 42 minutes to run 3.1 miles, <laughs> which really I probably could have walked it faster. But a- as I was getting to that point of not thinking I could go on and thinking I was going to have to stop, I looked down as I was running and really jogging, let's call it. There was a ripped name on the ground, mm-hmm. oh. and it had obviously fallen off of someone's bib without even thinking without even stopping I as I'm in my stride I reached down on the ground and I picked it up and I kept it and I held it in my fist until I reached the finish line and I just cried the rest of the way as I was running oh wow and after that we got we were with some friends we got something to eat we went to the healing garden because they were from out of town Mm -hmm. and they wanted to do as much as they could while they were here and we went to the healing garden, and unfortunately, I can't tell you what the name was on that torn mm-hmm. piece, but I put it 
next to their picture at the healing garden. Oh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. That's such for a their, For their family. That's awesome. That's so, awesome, Jim. So that was, I've, I did that race. I've done the race uh, two or three times. I am doing it again this year. And then in between that time, I also, it wasn't on the anniversary, but it was leading up to the anniversary. Um, I believe it's called Get Outdoors Nevada is a, oh, yeah. a group here in town, a volunteer group here in town. And they ask for volunteers to go clean up the healing garden one year and I did that as well and shoveled mulch and did whatever was needed and it felt great to be able to do that and participate in that and I I really wish that I could do more things like that or that I would participate in more things like that and um, just to you know help in any way that I can because there were so many people that Mm -hmm. can that, that aren't with us or that are with us and are still injured and don't have the ability to do normal everyday things like we can and it's that it's that survivor's guilt mm-hmm. and no, mm-hmm. I don't yep. even like to call myself a survivor because there are so Correct. many other people that I have survived agree. so much worse from that night no that's but you you have that, that that's awesome I mean I I feel guilty because I haven't uh, done anything I mean I've, I'm am doing the 5k this year I mean I'm, I'm, I'm walking and it because that's okay I'm, I may walk it with you who knows I think I think it's I do things a little different on the anniversary sometimes the anniversary I just want to be home alone in a dark room no there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you that know? nothing wrong no. with um that. and sometimes I haven't been to the healing garden it's the last thing that I I had trouble going to a night's game afterwards because mm-hmm. it was so emotional yeah you know just so much of the city and this mm-hmm. and that right. the support um but you know I I've like to be with friends or I like to be alone or I like to be with family but and it's it's weird when it's been five years because sometimes I swear it's been 20 mm-hmm. right <laughs> yep. yes. and then literally some days it'll be oh my god that was yesterday like mm-hmm. it'll just yep. it'll just get you is there anything that maybe some advice that you may be able to give someone who was there that night who may be struggling maybe think about the girl that was there crying uh, that you had to lend your uh, charger to mm-hmm. um, that was that was upset maybe somebody like I'm not saying that it was her, but there could be somebody like that that was struggling that is still struggling. Is there some advice you may have some for someone like that? First of all, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about it. Talk about it with anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't feel that you are not strong if you do talk about it. Some people are like, "Well, I'm strong. I don't need to. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk to anyone." That's okay, but talking about it or even writing about it. Um, and I, I went to a therapist. I still go to the therapist. Um, and she reaches out, especially around the anniversary. Do we need a session? Yep. Let's just kind of talk about things and, you know, how I'm doing this year. And doesn't mean you have to, not everyone is going to go see a therapist, but she, one of her, uh, things that she recommended was to journal about it. Yep. And it just kind of helps it helps people get out their feelings when they don't feel that they can verbalize them. Um, so just talk about it and take deep breaths. I know to this day, I can't listen to fireworks. Mm-hmm. Fourth of July is awful. Um, anything that has to do with that fireworks, anything like that. I, you know, I have two boys, they're older now, but they love scaring me. I, you cannot come up and mm-hmm. scare me. Yeah. It, it's just something I literally drop to the ground and just freeze if somebody does that. And, and then they feel bad. My nephew, my 12 year old nephew at his house one day just came up, Auntie Jenny, 
you know, just kind of scared me coming around the corner. normal, yeah. (laughs) And I started, I dropped and I started crying. And then Mm. he started crying and he hugged me. He goes, I'm sorry, I forgot you were there. I'm sorry, you know. Mm. And it, I don't want people to feel bad for doing stuff that they don't know about. Right. Right. You know, they, they don't know that. But for people struggling, I would just say, find help Mm-hmm. in wherever or in whomever you can and whatever works for you and Great. don't feel like you're alone because you're not alone Amen. don't feel like you're crazy because you're not crazy <laughs> and just because you have different accounts of what happened than somebody else does doesn't mean you're wrong doesn't mean they're wrong you're so right jen i mean and i think that's such a big thing you weren't at the concert alone and you're certainly not alone now mm-hmm Absolutely. And even if you are someone that lost a loved one, you're not alone. And I think, mm-hmm. I think the journal is a, is is fabulous. I've done a lot of journaling, um, talking to you know therapists, to friends, to family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important is to keep the subject talking. And if you want to talk about it, you talk about it. If somebody's with you that doesn't want to talk about it, then. You need to change someone you're with right there at that time. It's mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it doesn't it doesn't really matter what you feel because you feel it, and everything is okay to feel. I went through a lot of anger, and I went through a lot of a time where I had to find out everything that happened and how did this and this and mm-hmm. that. And then I went through the sadness and so many things. And also, I think, you know, you have to be grateful too. And I think you have to. Like you said, Keith, I mean, you have to live your life and um, be thankful and grateful and tell people you love them and make sure that um, you're doing the things you want to do on a daily basis because sometimes, you know, those those days don't come again. Amen. And you have to be be grateful for that. And I think that's part of, of, of healing, too. I mean, I started a gratitude journal and really tried to focus on those things and and also appreciate that everybody went through it the first responders the performers um the staff at the hotel were completely lost Mm -hmm. and didn't know what to do you know um i will be forever thankful for the ontario SWAT department (laughs) um i'll be forever thankful for every first responder and i'm just in awe that that's what you do and i'm in awe of the women that stand by you to mm-hmm. do that they're yeah. so strong you know and that's that's the one thing that um i guess i didn't think enough then and it really didn't dawn on me i guess i should have but how much my wife went through mm-hmm. and you know and how much that affected her because she all night until the next morning she didn't know she had no clue what i what was going on with me what you know how i was all she was doing was watching the news and seeing that there was a massive shooting where i was working and you know Keith, I think that's a really big point because I know um, that even my family, you know, like I had to sit down and go, oh, they thought I was going to be, they thought I was dying. Mm -hmm. And I might have known at that time, now I'm safe and Matthew's safe and, you know, but they didn't know that. Right. And I even feel that for your your spouse too, Mm -hmm. you know, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I was telling you guys earlier, I mean, you know, I'm sitting there and all she gets is a text message at what, 10 40 10 50 after everything was you know said and done and mm-hmm. settled down and hey i'm okay for now and she's like 
what are you mm-hmm. effing talking about? Yeah. yeah, she had no clue. She wasn't watching TV. She wasn't watching news. Mm-hmm. They're watching a movie on TV, you know. Right. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, there's been a shooting. Um, you might want to turn on the news, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And you sit and think about it after the fact, but you know, I just can't think about being separated and not having that uh, availability to sit there and actually talk to the person via phone call or mm-hmm. you know FaceTime right. or anything like that. And you're all you're getting is a text. And then I couldn't text anymore because, like you're saying, your phones are dying. Oh, they yeah, were, you know, and they were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they were scrambled. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. get through because mm-hmm. so many people were on their phone. You know mm-hmm. that works at a big event. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot text no. out or anything. Mm-hmm. No. So I was done for the night, and I'm still scrambling around and mm-hmm. and trying to get. You know, we're, we don't know where the, and at that time, our radio, like we were talking about earlier, my radio was blasting at that time because we thought it was an active shooter because all the hotels were getting, are blasted mm-hmm, because right. all these people are coming in wounded. Mm-hmm. So they're calling out active shooters, um, in these, all these hotels. So we're like, oh my gosh, this is really a, a terrorist attack because now all these hotels down the strip are calling in these active shooters. So I look, you know, I look at my partner like, okay, this is the real deal. This is, this is this actually is, happening. Yeah. You know, so I don't have time to get on the phone and call my wife, you know? So we're, we're in the middle of this stuff and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just it's just a, a crazy thing. But you know, to your guys' point, and we can wrap this up. And uh, I appreciate you guys being here. Um, but to your point, it's really important that you do reach out to somebody, you do mm-hmm. talk to somebody, yes, yes. Um, it, even if you write it down to a journal and just talk to yourself that way. Mm-hmm. However, it is, just get Agreed. it out um, because, like you said, um, Heidi, and I've noticed for myself personally, especially around this time every year during the anniversary time you know, the first year, second year, now going on the fifth year, I get really anxious. Mm-hmm. I get really yes. um, short. Yes. I get really, uh, I don't want to say nervous. Irritated. Just irritated. Yeah. Agitated. Yeah, mm-hmm. very agitated. Yep. And for the longest time, for like the first year or two, I, I didn't, it didn't click. It's like, why, why am I getting so anxious? Why am I getting so irritated? And then finally, it's like, shit, mm-hmm. October 1st. It's yeah. coming up. It's coming what? up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I never understood that because yep. I didn't, I haven't gone to a therapist. I haven't gone to talk mm-hmm. to anybody. I've just, I'm, I'm the tough cop. I don't need that right. shit, you know? Right. Um, so I just handle it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have talked to other people and it finally clicked that, you know what? This is a stupid anniversary. It's coming up, you idiot. Um, you went through something very traumatic and mm-hmm. you've experienced something that not very many people on this planet ever have. Correct. Uh, you, you probably need to go take care of some stuff. So, you guys nailed it right on your head, uh, right on the head. You, if you were at this event and you experienced this event and it's coming up on this, uh, anniversary, go talk to somebody, even mm-hmm. if past this anniversary, if it, you know, Christmas time is, is another time, holidays, sure. uh, anniversaries of your own. Um, if you knew somebody there that unfortunately didn't make it, go talk to somebody, mm-hmm. go, go, experience, you know, be with somebody, write it down, do what you need to do to get you know, the help that you need if you need it. Exactly. And, and I'll offer this and I don't know, you know, who all the, your audience is. Um, and if they have a way to get in contact with you or, you know, through the podcast, however that works, um, you can talk to any of us. Absolutely. You you know, you can talk to I'm offering all of us, but you know, I, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I know that any one of us would be more than willing to listen to anyone. And you guys can always um, reach out to me. My website is www.alwaysrespondingpodcast.com. And you can always reach me uh, by email at alwaysrespondinggmail at gmail.com as well. So um, like Jen said, if anybody listening uh, would like to talk, 
uh, you can reach out to me directly to the, either one of those means and uh, reach me directly and then I can reach out to, sure. to Jen Absolutely. and Heidi as well if you guys were there. And um, like Jen said, you have the Healing Garden here in Las Vegas, uh, which offers um, uh, amazing opportunity to go. And now they have all the names of the 58 that e- passed away. Yes, there there have been many items added over okay. the years. And they have done a great job of now um, protecting it and fencing it in okay. and, and being able to lock it, gate it in and lock it up. Okay. Um, but yes, they, they have a lot of uh, memorial items and all of the names. They did have photos, and I haven't been there since last year, so I need to, obviously, hmm. I go there every year. Um, and I, I'm not sure how else they've cleaned it up okay. over the time. Now, I know on the first, um, actually, it's, it's the second to the run, right? The second, the second. yeah. Sunday, yeah. October 2nd is the run downtown. So yes. we're, we're doing the run. Yes. Uh, actually, I'm doing the walk. My family's actually going to do it as well. That's, a, that's, that's wonderful. Amazing. Yeah, they're I all love doing that. it. And we're actually doing it. Um, they allowed us to make up our own group, and I'm doing it under the uh, Always Responding oh, podcast wonderful. is actually that's the group we're doing great. it under. Aww. So that's the group we're going to be doing that Very under. Very good. So, and then, wonderful. you know, here we are five years later, and, you know, like you said a few minutes ago, Eddie, it, it, it's just mind-boggling that, it's been five years and it, there's times it seems like it's just been yesterday that mm-hmm. we were at this concert. Yeah. And, but again, I, I thank both of you for being here and sharing your, your, your time with me and sharing your, your experiences and, and what you went through. And I'm very thankful that both of you made it through very and thankful your, that I'm your here family made it through. And thank you for having us. So I'm blessed. Um, and thank you. And, uh, Thank you again. And once again, if you guys uh, have any input or any thoughts or suggestions or any comments about what we've just talked about here today, or if you were there and want to maybe throw your your input, you can always reach me here at Always Responding. It's www.alwaysrespondingpodcast.com. (laughs) 